What's up, what's up, everyone? It is time to make up your mind with me, Mandy. And today's guest, I'm very, very excited. He's a very dear friend of mine. Yes, I'm gonna make you wait. He's a very dear friend of mine, and I'm very, very grateful that he's here because his story is absolutely amazing. Mm. His name is Andrew Velasquez. Hi, babe, how are you? I'm amazing, how are you today? Amazing as well, so proud of you. Excited to be here with you. Thank you, I'm really yes. happy to have you. Yes. We did it, I've been talking about this for a while. Forever. <laughs> but um, I wanna introduce Andrew. So he is a professional makeup artist, over 20 years in the industry, mm -hmm. hairstyling. He has his own salon. And we met on American Beauty Star. Yeah, almost five years ago. So crazy. That's so crazy. It was back in 2017. Yeah. And um, it was a hair and makeup competition show, if uh, nobody here knows. It was right. on Lifetime. Mm -hmm. Adrian Alima was the host. Yes. Sir John was our mentor, Beyonce's right. makeup artist. Yeah. Amazing, amazing guests, uh, judges, yeah. and all that jazz. But um, I just want to kind of take, take it back to there because that's how sure. we met. And yeah. we've stayed friends yeah. over the years. Yeah. So I'm very grateful for that show. Same. Um, I want to kind of step into your whole process before you got an American yeah. Beauty Star. That's fine. And then get into American Beauty Star and then the after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? So okay. take it away, baby. We just yeah. want to hear your story. Awesome. Well, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me with Big Up Mandy. I'm so excited to be here with Big Up Your Mind. This is amazing. You've been talking about this podcast forever. I mean, mm -hmm. I feel like even back Two five years. years ago, like... Yeah. You had some idea about it on the show, like you want to do something bigger. And then two years ago, I was like, oh my God, it's a podcast. It's yeah. me. It's my voice. The concept. Exactly. So I'm very proud of you. And Thank you. I want to see it blossom and fruition and just like We're spread. Butterflies, baby. Exactly. Woo! Spread all the love that you need to. So that's my mission. I'm here for you. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I'm from East LA, Boyle Heights, uh, Native American, uh, Mexican first generation. And art has always been my passion. That's where I started art school, cosmetology school, fashion school. Um, in the 90s, it was like a little difficult to grow up in that area because yeah. it's uh, it was run by gangs. So it was very like macho and uh, Catholic based. So everything was just like traditional, what masculine role, what feminine role is. So I kind of felt, you know, out of place. And I really had to like train myself to fit in and be like straight acting and just not be called out for being what's out of the norm of the male like role. Um, Could you share with the audience what you mean in, in regards to yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as a gay man, like I pretty much had to like be in the closet and just pretend that I, I wasn't. So I mm. wouldn't be called out and like bullied and jumped. Exactly. So, and then of course, what's the first thing that I love is like Madonna makeup arts, like all the things that are super gay. And it's out creative. Of, exactly. I don't want to say gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's creative. Well, I mean, gay is happy for me, so I'm fine with saying that. And I am gay, so I can say it. So anyhow, I, um, yeah, I think I like just trained myself to, like I said, fit in and um, have this like, you know, kind of like persona to like, just like blend. But obviously, like growing up in the 90s, experimenting with fashion, hair, makeup and like wardrobe, I like really took that as um myself of expression and that's like what I wanted to use because that's the only thing I had to control over that makes total sense yeah you, when know, you say it like that yeah yeah because like my dad worked all the time he was a mechanic during the day uh tow truck driver at night and then my mom um was stay-at-home mom but you know also suffering from mental health issues and uh, recovering alcoholic and so there was a lot of uh really just me like raising my brothers which I totally loved and I was okay with but 
That's I feel a lot like you had a, a lot of pressure. Like you, you had like a fake facade that you were trying to maintain and uphold yeah. that you weren't happy about. And yeah. then you were the oldest and you had to take care of your brothers. Like that's a lot of responsibility yeah. when you're not even okay with yeah. yourself because you can't be yourself. Exactly. Yeah, no, I had to, wow. you nailed it. Like I had to grow up fast and just be another parent and literally change diapers. I mean, I at some point was picking up one brother from one school on the bus as a 10 year old. Like who does that? Oh my God. Yeah. And then meeting my mom when she was on <laughs> another like, bus that? to the hospital because they were always sick. There was always something with like four boys. There's always something going on. Yeah. So art and my self expression was literally my only source. Exactly. So, uh, finally I think just kind of rebelling going through my, I call it my adolescence, my adolescence. Your adolescence. Yeah, you guys, exactly. let's coin that term. Yeah. Hashtag I mean, In the 90s, it was just like club kid era. I was just finally accepted by other like weird, you know, creative artists that were just embracing like this avant-garde lifestyle. And it was amazing. You know, it's when I first met drag queens. It's when I was first introduced to makeup, to MAC Cosmetics, which was like the brand like in the 90s. That was like the only like legitimately, if exactly. nobody knows. It was like the only makeup brand yeah. that like you heard of. So it yeah. was like the number one because Absolutely. it was the only one that you really heard of other than like, yeah. like CVS and like yeah, CoverGirl yeah. and like things like that, yeah. which all that makeup is amazing. Yeah. You know, um, that, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So do you feel like in a way, um, like makeup saved your life? Art Absolutely. Saved your life? Absolutely. 100%. I mean, makeup is a huge factor, but art in general, just because I'm fascinated with all forms of art mm -hmm. and now I'm an author. And so I, I write about it as well. And just visually, uh, it's, it's important to stimulate yourself like that. And that, I think that's 100% what saved my life. You know what I mean? Like going through those hard times, um, still in the closet and hiding from my mom and painting my my nails and like dyeing my hair and you know i remember i'll never forget the day i came out i was like, just gonna ask yeah, you that if you was, were comfortable sharing yeah absolutely. could you take us like down that yeah. down that like that day when yeah it was during wow. the battle lessons era <laughs> i'm sorry it's okay <laughs> no it's okay i think this time i was in more of like a grunge kind of vibe and so i was all black black you know chip nails and I was drinking wine because <laughs> I was listening to like Morrissey and the Smiths and uh, Nirvana. And I think my friends were over and we ditched school and we were just talking about like what we want to pursue in life and what our dreams were and what we want to accomplish. And then just kind of really feeling discouraged because I didn't really see anybody like me, like mm. in the mainstream that was doing the things that I wanted to do. So, you know, just kind of going into depression and like, again, hiding a piece of myself. And mom being a huge, huge inspiration and the first person that supported like my journey and my passion for arts at this time was like very um, aggressive with me and just kind of wanting to know like what's I know she was concerned. I knew it came from a good place, maybe not at the time, but now in you know, in, uh, in yeah. exactly. And just reflecting, I can see that like as a mother, she was doing what she could and with, with the knowledge that she had. But um yeah, I mean, I hid for a long time. And I, and I had this little studio in front of my parents' house in Boyle Heights. And so that was cool because I had my own little privacy mm. um, where I could draw and paint and sculpt and do all the things that I wanted to do. But um, this one particular day, we got in this huge fight. Um, and she was like, what are you doing with your hair? What are you doing with your nails? Like, why are you looking like a girl? Like, what's happening? There's just something you need to tell me. And then I finally was just like, yes, I'm gay. Like, I, And I just came out like... How did it feel? 
scary and vulnerable. Like in and, the moment. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. You just but blurted it out. Just blurted it out. Like I literally yelled it. Yes, I'm gay. Like that must have felt so freeing. It was, but it was also like, fuck. What did I just like? Do? Well, I can't yeah. take it out. Yeah, you can yeah. cuss. It's fine. Sorry. You can, no, don't be sorry. Um, we like cussing around here. Yeah, I was know. like, did I just do something wrong? Is she gonna hate me? Like, is the one person that was always there for me gonna reject me now? And my arms like twitching, thinking about oh it. Oh my god! Yeah, she and she kind of did. She kind of did reject me, to be honest with you, at the time. At first, first. Yeah, and it. I don't. Again, I don't think it was a place from harm. I think it was a place of protection and just wanting to have the best, you know, for me and for my future. And she knew like that was probably a harder lifestyle for me to have. And so she, number one, was like, "Oh, you need to go pray. You need to go to church. You need to like that." Was like the route to. I guess, ask for forgiveness. And so I ran away. Um, I ran away from her and I, I went back to my little studio. Um, and it was just like, the, honestly, it was the darkest point in my life. Like I went into this like really severe depression. I kept drinking that wine. I saw these Tylenol PM pills that were sitting right next to my bed. And I was like, oh, I'm going to pop one in. And then I popped another one and then I popped another one. And then the, the bottle was empty. Um, and I just remember like kind of slowly passing out and um, like going to the bathroom and just kind of like washing my face. And there was this razor blade right there. And I literally took so it out. So you still weren't, you were still coherent. I, I was, but I was kind of like in this subconscious, like, yeah, like sedated kind of, I was just really emotional and sad and felt betrayed because my mom wasn't accepting me at the time. And so I thought, you know, I'm, I'm like 15. So I'm thinking like, well, if if she's not going to accept me for who I am, then who else is, you know, this is like the most important person in my life. And I honestly started like just kind of slicing. Yeah. I knocked out. Obviously it didn't happen. I woke up the next day and I was like, yeah, I rinsed off a little bit. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go to school. So I went to Still school. Still supposed to be here. Yeah, I went to school. I, um, you know, put on my, like, black hoodie and I just, my Jansport backpack and my Doc Martens. Yes. And I went to school and I think I was in second period and I got a call from my um, school counselor that said my mom called them because she was a nosy Mexican mother and walked into my place and saw the mess and saw the razor blade and saw the empty pill bottle and and called and and um said that she thought you know i was in danger sure enough they called me in they were like your mom's concerned we need to see your wrists and long story short i was walked into the quad center area of my high school and they're like we can't let you out of our sight at this point because you're a minor and so they're like causing a scene at school too well there's so nobody whole- there yet oh, thank but God. it okay. still was like and it was close okay then i hear sirens and you know right and then this am- i'm like oh with the city there's always sirens yeah, but, yeah we're in LA. but the doors open and this ambulance is coming into the quad area i know and i'm like oh shit is this for me like, this is so dramatic i can't believe this is happening <laughs> the bell rings the students come out the ambulance gets there and i'm walking into the ambulance while my friends watch me like go into the ambulance i uh, was admitted to psych ward 5150 for uh, a couple weeks and had therapy. I met another artist in there. His name was Francisco. I kind of consider him an angel because he literally was the one that like shook, 
shook the reality of what was going on. He's like, you have so much light, you have so much passion and the art that you're, because we, we were all creating art there. And he wrote right. me these like beautiful poems. And so honestly, it was because of that moment that I was like, I don't want to die. Like, I want to pursue my passion. I want to pursue my craft. And, and then I discovered therapy. And to this day, I'm in therapy because of that. Can I stop you right there? Yeah. How, so you were 15, all this happened. So when did it start getting better? Like how long was it when it, with your mom, like with your mom, with you, with you feeling like she mm-hmm. accepted you? I mean. After you came out. Probably like a good couple of years. Like Dang. it was a lot of work. So it was still struggle. Yeah. We had family time. therapy. I had my own therapy. So you jumped into therapy with yeah. the whole like paramedic situation at the school. I mean, that That's was the only way I was able to get out. And I was on house arrest. Like they had to like watch Jeez. me. Yeah. Cause I was like a uh, red flag. So are you happy that your mom did that? Cause you wouldn't have found therapy, right? Yes. Now I can say that like now. as a 40 year old man, but at the time as a 15 year old kid, no, I, I hated her. I was yeah. like pissed. I was of course. like, you of locked course. me away like a freaking, you know, pet. but no, you're right. Like I, like if I, didn't experience that, I wouldn't have realized that there is a light on the other side of that darkness, that there is a way that you can ask for help and, you know, follow your passions and break out of this trauma. And through that, I realized that I can create power. You know what I mean? Through the the power of trauma, I can create and actually uh, fruition my dreams and make them come true. I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I, I, something that you said earlier. You know how you said, like, you know, you didn't really have anybody to look up to at that time of what you wanted to be? Right. So this is just an opinion. There's no wrong. There's no right answer. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I just, this is something that I'm interested in asking and I want my listener. I just feel like this is a really good topic. Sure. Why is it that when we have a vision and we don't have somebody that already has that, we look down on it as like, we can't do it. Why can't we be the first ones to do it and create a legacy? Because humans, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because humans are based, their main um, focus that their brain is trained to focus on is fear. So when you're constantly basing your decisions off of fear, of course, you're not going to believe in yourself. Of course, you're not going to believe that little you can create. It's our ego. Right. That that causes fear. Yeah. So it's just finding this balance with your mind, body and soul that you can you can break out of that little voice that is your inner saboteur telling you that you can't do it. Um, And I mean, that's my whole life. Like I've been battling through that forever and. And I have, like, uh, overcome it in so many ways. I mean, when I met you, like, I never thought I would be on a reality competition show. Like, I was always behind the camera, helping the stars, doing their hair and their makeup. Same, It was such a trip. And then all of a sudden, now we're We're in the the camera. And And then I was like, are we going to get our makeup done? You're like, no. We're like, um, that's cool. So, I mean, like, things like that. Like, it's, like, anybody that's creative or anybody that is um, suffering from any kind of depression or trauma face that fear like take those risks that's the only way you're going to be able to like find out your true potential you know what i mean i love that i love that okay it's true okay so what have you learned from how many years have you been in therapy 30 35 15 to 40 okay wow i'm not really good apparently i am you're pretty you're pretty um uh i forgot my question (laughs) oh um so what have you learned through Mm. those 15 years like if, if what are Three very important things you took away and that you would like to share with, with our listeners. Well, now, I mean, I've, I've seen so many therapists. First of all, um, you have to, like, it's like dating. You have to find somebody that you're so compatible with. So you have to find someone that you feel safe with, that is a safe space that you can be vulnerable and 100% authentic and honest about. Because if you're not, then you're never really going to get down to the Business, truth yeah. and the work, right? 
number two is, um, I mean, realizing that in after like in reflection and just in hindsight, like it's always been in me. Like the the answers have literally always been within me. I've just been too distracted and too uh, based off fear to see it. You know what I mean? Totally. So I think it's kind of comparison, comparison, uh, comparing to an alcoholic that hits rock bottom mm. in order for them to find sobriety in their, yeah. um, or any kind of addictive, um, substance abuse is like, you have to hit rock bottom in order to climb back up and to really find your like true you get sick potential. of your own shit. Exactly. Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was through therapy that I discovered like, Oh, you mean like, I've always had that. Like I have that light. I have that like special little gift that like, voice you know what i mean i had to ta- exactly i had to tap into it and like and open it up and and trauma was really the way to do it you know what i mean so yeah i'm super grateful for that and then third is i love, um, it. I love that he's so dedicated to doing these three third <laughs> is that after experiencing so many types of therapy they at the end or during a good portion of it when we're like really in it they're like, you know what? Have you ever thought about being a therapist? Because you're a really good speaker. And you, I, I find sometimes I'm asking them, like, how are you doing today? Tell yeah, me yeah, about yeah, your yeah. day. I do the same thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And that's because we're we're nurturers. We're, we I'm care. A, yeah. An empath. And I just, I do. I care about others and their well-being. And and that's, I think, why I attract the people around me, including, like, yourself. And, oh, like, my God. We got to tell the story. <laughs> On the show, you guys, an American oh Beauty God. star. Like, oh I, there was something about little Mandy makeup that, makeup Mandy, that I was drawn towards. And I'm like, she's gorgeous. Yes, I know she's talented. She's energetic. But there was something else. I'm like, I feel like I need to go over there and just My give essential her, like, oils. Yeah. Like, I, I was freaking yeah. the fuck out, you guys. Well, again, like he said, like, remember, we're always behind, behind the, camera, the camera. So this time we got picked and it's like, for us, or at least speaking for myself, but mm-hmm. I know you can relate because yeah. we do a lot of the same things. Yeah. For myself, it's like, it wasn't just a reality competition show like oh fighting for love or we want to win a hundred thousand this is what we do every single day this is our our job Mm -hmm. this is our our reputation on the Mm -hmm. line so it's like there was a lot a lot more pressure than i think anybody else in again speaking for myself there was just a lot of freaking pressure and you don't want to look stupid you want to do good you want to win you don't want to go home Mm -hmm. on the first episode you know what i mean it's like there's all that pressure and then also like you have to perform and then there's shit ton of cameras around it's hot we can't have the air on we have a time limit yeah like not to mention any (laughs) other like traumas or or not even traumas any other like issues or obligations that we had outside the show like we is tapping into it you know what i'm saying like that i was was going through a breakup at the time exactly and so yeah there was something about that that i was like empathetic towards i'm like well, because you I saw mean, me putting on my, yeah. my my essential oils and I had lavender, which is like a stress reliever yeah. and like whatever. So I'm over here like, and by the end of like, I want to say like by like the third episode, I had everybody lining up before we went out of the green room to get their <laughs> essential oil. Do you yeah, remember that? we needed our little We sanctuary. all had our essential yeah. oil. But yeah, you were just like, I was over there freaking out. And mm-hmm. then I just remember like, breathe you came over it was in the green moment. room right mm-hmm. you just came kind of came over to me and like sat next to me i just put my hand on your shoulder and i was like listen we got this it's gonna be all right like you you can't control everything whatever's happening outside like let's just focus on yeah. here yeah but i mean yeah no it was this freaking scary moment it was like uh, you know uh, for me my mom was going through like the worst of her times at, uh, when while we were recording the show mm. and so being away from her yeah, I mean, the only way I really was able to do the show was knowing that 
she had the medical attention that she needed. You know, she had just uh, recently experienced a divorce. They were selling the house. I was her power of attorney. Good thing is, though, Andrew, that we were filming in Glendale. Mm-hmm. We filmed in Glendale Studios, and you lived in Glendale. Like, yeah. you lived in, like, well, you lived in yeah. L.A., whatever. So, yeah, yeah. like, at least you were in, like, other people had come from Arizona, Boston, right, right. U.K. But we were still put up in a hotel. We were like, we were away for three yeah, and a half yeah, weeks. Yeah, we yeah, were quarantined exactly. before quarantine was a coin term. Yeah. We were quarantined yeah. with chaperones yeah. in a hotel. Yeah, and then two weeks prior to that, I was quarantined with uh, America's Next Top Model as a hairstylist working on that show, oh, which wow. was pretty cool because they I was, let you. Yeah, yeah. There was no I, conflict to Anderson contract. No, because I was a hairstylist for one, with and then an you makeup, and then I was a makeup artist as a competitor for another one. You know mm. what I mean? So it was two different roles. But you were still on television. Yeah, but I was credited as a behind the scenes versus. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. personality. That makes sense. So, but it was cool because I was able to look at Tyra as she is a creative director and like yeah. and embrace her and like yeah. be a sponge and really that channel that time. in because I used that for our show when you we were the creative so directors. Calm. Oh, thank you. No, honestly, like it was like there were the people like like I feel like Mitchell was nervous every single episode. Yeah, Corey didn't give Corey was just like whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm over here like gonna have a mental breakdown yeah. every single episode. We all time's had falling. And yeah, t- time was just time wouldn't time was in her own time. Zone. Yeah, she was focused. Yeah, yeah. So I many mean, personalities. I have so to cool. thank uh, therapy for that yeah. and just discovering like meditation and the self-development like work that I've been doing a lot and the spiritual work that I've been doing a lot. Can you share some of that with us? Like of what what you do, like your morning routine, everything, because honestly, Andrew is so calming. Like just to be around (laughs) him, he's very like nurturing and very calming and you just feel really chill around him. So it's like, I feel like you're welcome. I feel like everybody should get to that point where they have Mm -hmm. that, control mentally physically all of that and i feel like you've nailed that obviously we can all get better and you're probably still growing yes but i would love for you to share you know how you got here and and what helps you in your daily life for sure i mean i think as the oldest of four boys and helping raise my siblings and having an alcoholic mother at the time and then absent father i had no choice so at that point like i was literally the the foundation of like the household like i I kept everything kind of balanced and neutral. If there was chaos, I would want to like fix it and uh, somehow be a part of like the balance of it. And so I'm sure that's where like the root is from. Yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. The learned it behavior. Because yeah. if you think about the first 10 years of your life, that's sh- that's what's going to shape you forever. Yeah, childhood so, trauma is the real thing. Yeah, but also good stuff. So the good <laughs> things, and yes, the bad things that have happened the first 10 years of your life is what shapes your adulthood. Yeah. But that's not concrete, and that doesn't right. mean that you can. We have the power to change. Correct. That. Yeah, but again, you have to believe it, you have to want it, and you have to um, tap into that like other sixth sense that you. So I have only discovered really through therapy and through uh, therapy and that's and meditation. meditation. So that's, I know yeah. you're really big on meditation. Do you do like so, yes. Kundalini and all that? Not on. It's very basic. Okay. My meditation is very basic. It's really just finding a way to separate my like soul with away from my, I know this sounds a little abstract. I, I'm understanding all of it. It sounds abstract for someone that maybe is not familiar with it, but it's a really out of body experience for me. So I think it comes number one from breath, inhaling through the nose, exhaling through the mouth and, and holding it at the top for a good three seconds. Uh, doing this for, you know, a good like 60 seconds for a good minute. That will allow you to like calm your heart, calm your lungs, calm your soul. And then through that, you start to visualize. And so I go into more gratitude. 
So I, I literally just start to practice gratitude for life, practice gratitude for the hardships, practice gratitude for um, coming out of the closet. I'm grateful Even for... Even being gra- grateful be when, you're, when everything's going great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then with that, I get this overwhelming sense of just light, you know, and... That's what life is. Life is a balance of light and darkness. So, so we, we have true. The there is no gray. I really don't think there's a gray area. Like we have, we the, have choice. the choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, we you, are we're the gray. So we have the choice to choose if we want to go to light. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And, have you heard of Wim, Wim Hof breathing? Yes. So yes. I actually did that. Okay. Nice. It is so. It's like the diaphragmatic. Inc- no, it, it is yeah. just so amazing and incredible. Of what your mind is capable of. Mm -hmm. I held my breath Mm -hmm. for a minute and a half, like on my couch, just by practicing the Wim Hof breathe. And like you actually, Wim Hof breathing actually releases DMT as well. It's actual natural way to release DMT, but that's a whole nother subject. But I was just saying like, just from the breath work of Mm -hmm. what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. I practiced it Mm -hmm. and it was incredible. Yeah. What I think I actually held my breath for two minutes as well. It was like a whole seven minute exercise and like he walks you through it and everything. And it's, you really are in your mind. Like you're not your body, you're in your mind. But oh my it's God, also, and your mind is your most powerful tool. It is so powerful. You can retrain also, it, too. A good way to meditate, too, is with amethyst on your third eye. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that, and I've been doing the pineal gland meditations. And Beautiful. When I do these meditations, I fall asleep within maybe 20 minutes, and I mm-hmm. wait. I, I sleep, like, so deep, I'm sleeping through my alarms. I'm okay, so you're more of an evening meditator. I, I, I meditate, like, this morning I meditated at 5.30 in the morning, nice. and I fell asleep. Yeah for a couple more hours and then I woke up. But when you wake up from that, right. and that pineal gland, like you really do feel different right. and you really do feel awake and you look at life different. You right. feel different. You exude yeah. different energy. It's, it's yeah. so amazing. There's so many different types of meditation. So whatever resonates with you and your followers, like just, just do it, you know, at least I would say at least five minutes, you know, a day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it doesn't have to be in the morning. It can be whenever for me, it works best in the morning, but sometimes honestly, the like, best time to I, meditate is right after you wake up. Yeah, or even like at 3 p.m. Sometimes I just need that like middle like of the day kind of to break the monotony. Yeah. yeah, but I have also discovered other forms of therapy. Like I said, there's so many um, I've done um, through a, a spiritual mentor. I've done like uh, a cleansing. I've done Reiki healing. Yes, where I, I mean it's a combination. It has Reiki involved. It has uh, reading involved. There's tarot involved. There's crystals. But I've literally tried traveled like in outer space through that like i have gone out of my body exactly and like i have discovered you know i've been able to see like down from above this room and see just my body as like a shell another way that um i've discovered this was in new orleans there's a place called flow nola and it's do you remember the music video bad romance with lady gaga it's like this shell yeah so it's picture that this like huge white shell that you open up you just row nude, and the shell gets filled up with magnesium-based sea salt water. You're, it's it's salt it's uh, uh, salt it's, water. Correct, and it's bath. it's at room it's at body temperature. So you go in, and at first I'm like, well, wait, where am I going to put my head? Like, oh, it's flow exactly. You float, it's a float Nola. Tank. Yeah, I've been wanting to do this. It's incredible. Had, like so you, many athletes do this, so many celebrities and just people that like are in high stress pace environments go to this to like reset their, their system it's like in stranger game. things Absolutely. it's the same exact thing of what 11 did it's 90 minutes it's in crazy. complete darkness you put earbuds in so it's complete silence and at first there are sound bath waves that like uh transfer you into right. the experience right and then 
you're out. I'm not going to lie, though. At first, I was a little scared. I went through some demons, like Stranger Things, and I saw that monster coming out. Demogorgon! But once you get past those, like, inner saboteurs and that, like, voice, then you go into this amazing, peaceful, like, divinity that I... I want to do that. It's like ecstasy. I can't even experience it. I wasn't high... But I felt high off because of Because it's just, our natural endorphins yeah, inside of our body that we produce. I felt high off of life and love. And like, again, had that out-of-body experience. All of a sudden, my husband was doing the same thing in the next room. Wow. In his own shell. And I felt him. It's like going back into the egg of being an embryo. Oh, my God. 100%. It is. That's like, I, I, I've been, I've been, I don't know if you watch Gaia. You guys, get get Gaia Network. Please get Gaia, okay? I haven't checked that out. Like, well. you have no, It's amazing. And I watched, and they were talking about how it's going back to, to the embryo. Right. It's insane. 100%. I literally felt my mom's heartbeat at one point. I, I heard her praying to her mom, who is deceased, who I've never met her. Praying to her as her God and saying, please bless this child. Please uh, make him special. Please I have the sure chills. That, yeah, this is so please. cool. Like, I, I heard her praying all this while I was in this freaking pod. Like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? And feeling her heart. And nobody can take away that experience no, 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 from no. you. Absolutely Ever. not. So, I mean, again, like, that was a tool and a resource for me to be able to tap in. Right. But now, I'm away from that, I, I can still grasp moments like that daily to help me kind of break out of like the matrix and whatever you want to call it like what we're yeah. what we're experiencing day by day with noise distractions and like fear and technology blah, 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 everything all that. everything like, i i can still tap into that like regularly and it's i'm amazing. so grateful for it because it continues to like save my life and just uh balance me and just keep me focused on what really matters. Yes, know? yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh my God, this yeah. is amazing. Okay. Well, fast forwarding, uh, you have your salon. How long have you had your salon? I know this is a crazy transition, That's but okay. I want to I want to get I want to get, get into like where yeah. you're at today and yeah. what projects you have coming up. Yeah, absolutely. So how um, long have you had your studio? So I've been officially independent because uh, I, I used to be in retail cosmetics as well as freelancing. I think we all started that. Yeah, you have to. I mean, <laughs> I had 15 amazing. years of my experience. 11 with Mac, uh, tried all the roles, uh, four years with Anastasia Beverly Hills. And so it's nine years now that I've wow. been on my own. How do you feel about that? Decade. Proud. Amazing, I mean, amazing. Like I, I've always wanted to. Like, and I think in my 20s, I was too fearful. I wasn't it's hard ready. to break away from that, but ready. I feel like you yeah. know. You know when you're like, yeah. okay. Well, you feel like that's... I mean, and when you're a part of a company that large, you feel like that is all you can, you're capable of. You know what I mean? Totally. totally. So once you break out, you see that you can do other things on your own. Like I wanted my own brand. Like I want to represent just me. You yeah. Know what I mean, for sure. So yeah, it's been nine years on my own. Um, I was five years just like freelancing. I had a studio. I was like one chair, 100 square feet. Then I had an assistant with two chairs, 200 square feet. And then. Now it's our fourth Evolution, year baby. Yeah, fourth year at like. a 1600 square foot salon uh, where I, I share with my business partner. She runs the spa portion. I run the hair salon portion. And yeah, it's a beautiful experience. And we're looking into having other locations. And I just recently finished writing my first book, my first yes, memoir. Yes, let's get that, into that. Okay, let's get into it. So, um, so, okay, so you wrote your memoir book. Yes. Let's talk about how how and why. The process. And then we're going we're gonna to give you guys... Easy, a little easy, sneak peek, sneak peek. Little just sneak a peek little baby one. <laughs> yeah, tiny because I can't reveal too much. Yeah. I know, I know, yeah. but we gotta get we gotta get your yes. your followers excited. Okay, so um, 
I'll be honest, I actually started when we met. I started on the show. Because we had a lot of downtime and we were told that time. Yeah, we were told that we were not allowed to bring like a lot of devices and stuff like that. So I bought I brought an uh, old school iPod shuffle. I brought uh, a sketch pad to draw and I brought um, uh, to, to write. So another like writing literature pad. Mm-hmm. And during our downtime, when we were back in our hotel rooms, that's how I started. I just started writing and I started drawing. I created this concept. Um, so I'm Mexican-American. And as a kid, I grew up playing a lot of like traditional games like Loteria. And it's kind of like a Mexican bingo uh, game that has uh, like a tile collage of characters. And then you put a pinto bean when they call that collage or that specific character and you put it on the like on the card. Okay. And you say bingo or loteria when you're done and if you win. Okay. So that specific style of art always resonated with me. And then fast forward to when I started doing more spiritual work, they also reminded me of like tarot cards because they look very similar. And uh, I realized that each character symbolizes something and they have a meaning to what the card is. So while on the show, I started writing about my life and like my parents, my brothers, the houses we grew up in, being, you know, a young uh, queer person and in the closet and then trauma and blah, blah, blah. And then and then I stopped while uh, we finished and wrapped the show. Well, this last quarantine after the pandemic and all that stuff is when I completed the writing. And so I wrote 30,000 words, Jeez. 10 chapters. And last year, uh, 2021, in April, is when I started creating the artwork. So I drew everything up first, the concept based in homage to Loteria. So I chose 10 cards of this Loteria character that resonated with me and my story and my it's such an amazing. Thank you. That's so amazing. So I, I casted the whole thing. I produced it. I hired the photographer, the videographer. We've documented everything. So we have time lapse of the transformations. We have the big reveal. I've interviewed everyone that's been a part of the project. We had a rap party recently that was so amazing. I had fabricators. I had assistants, makeup artists. I mean, it was it was amazing. And uh, all and people you created all of that. Exactly. That's so cool. Exactly. And during this. Um, holiday season is when I had some downtime to like finally wrap it up. November 28th was my last shoot. And that was the day that I could say it's a wrap and start collecting all the images. I had an amazing so graphic. five years. Yeah. In the making. It's been a five year making project. Yeah. The original concept writing while on the show mm-hmm. and then my actual writing completed during last quarantine. And then last year is when I started creating the visuals for it. So as a makeup artist, I love body art makeup. And so what I did is I took, um, well, let me rewind because I'm exposing myself and my story. I wanted to take nude models that are exposed, but celebrate their bodies with makeup, art and culture. And so that's how I created the designs that are the covers of each chapter of my book. Okay. So cool. there's 10 body designs, 10. I'm not, I'm not like I know nothing about, I, I, I've seen it. It's amazing. <laughs> you have seen a sneak peek. I mean, it's I trust amazing. you and I wanted your opinion, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just been such a beautiful experience. Like yeah. Mandy, when I like had the final shots that my amazing graphic team, um, helped compile, putting them in files, and on my desktop, compiling it into a book file and seeing the final product. So uh, rewarding. Girl, no, I mean, it was, it you was cried. Like, it was like one of those out-of-body experiences. I purged. It was, I, I could tell. I'm like, you probably it was. Yourself. It was so beyond emotional. I mean, I, I just wanted to hug little 10-year-old Andrew and tell him that you're going to be all right. Like, 
And then that's what I remind myself to this day. Anytime I'm, I'm fearful, doubtful, and I want to share that with your audience please. too. Please, no, please, yeah. Anytime you're feeling, you know, uh, stress or anxiety or panics or any kind of doubts, picture your 10-year-old self. What do you want to tell them? What do you want to do? And the first thing I want to do is just hug him and just tell him it's going to be all right. Like you're going to survive this. You're going to overcome this. And here's the proof. The book is the proof. And that's congratulations. That scene. Thank you so much. That yeah, scene, you're like fruition, like these dreams that you've been wanting to accomplish for such a long time and a passion project that you want to fulfill and seeing it with your own hands, like happening in front of you. Oh, like if I die next year, I'm good. Like, you're I'm, like next yeah. year. You're not even like tomorrow. No. You're like next well, because I want to publish it. And, like, yeah, but we want you here longer so. than a year. We are here forever. <laughs> but I mean, like that's how gratifying that moment was. Like it was. It's just... rewarding, and it's like also showing yourself what you're capable of yes. doing, and then yes. being like, okay, cool, I created that, mm-hmm. and then what? What's next? Absolutely. You know what I mean? And also, mm-hmm. I think what saves us mm-hmm. as humans, human yeah. beings, having this human experience is what you truly love yeah. like what makes you happy what do you love to do yeah tap into that passion yeah. and run with it yeah. create a career with like like you can monetize that it's doing yeah. what you love and back to the 10 year old think of that mentality honestly yeah it sounds you would have never thought you did that well not, would, not only yeah. that think of the mentality of your imagination and like we have to go back to us yes, that like nostalgic opportunities are endless at that point like you think of Disneyland you think of fantasy like you can still have those thoughts and you can still have all of those like so goals and still make them come true and I'm I'm now realizing like 20 year old Andrew could not have done this 30 year old Andrew could not have done this you said that yeah it had to be 40 year old Andrew to complete this whole project to actually be in the right time at the right place when it's destined you know what I mean like that's when it was timing is everything absolutely and also it's like so we we in general in gen- generalization okay it's like that negative connotation to like childhood trauma and all that jazz mm-hmm. but again there's always a dark and there's always a light and i think that tapping back into your childhood traumas will then show you what you need to work on mm-hmm. To then take you back to that nostalgic mindset to right. create what you're meant to do. Right. Woo! Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. True. I'm like, I was like trying to like. Word it. Yes. Yeah. Word it correctly. And it's like that gray space, like you're saying, mm-hmm. I think that's in between like that childhood, it's adolescent. Yeah, yeah. I think that's you. that gray space. Absolutely. So we want to get rid of that gray space and yes. pick the light. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I want to share uh, with your, view, with your followers and your viewers, like another way that you can do that. And like now, if you're lost and you're just kind of looking for a reset um i'm doing this 30-day iron mind challenge i started uh the, the second day that i turned 40 because okay. i don't believe in new year's resolution so i wanted to start it on a new birthday either. year yeah. resolution versus a new year new year resolution does that make sense absolutely yeah, okay. and i love that better and so it this this works for me it might not work for others but it's it's a great way to tap into those um voices those powers those lights and break out of the the fears the doubts the that voice uh telling you that you can do it that little inner saboteur telling you that it's not going to happen and it's yeah, yeah. beautiful so this is these are the 10 things that i check off daily now to okay. keep track of that and uh now i do it in a 30-day consecutive um pattern so it creates good habits and that is the average time frame for a human to create good uh, good habits break out of bad days. habits well i'm doing 30 
to, but yes, 21 it's days. Technically is, 21, yeah. But I think 30 for me is a good, just even number. And I like it because it's almost like a month, basically. Right. So here's the order. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody get your paper and pen out. And if you're in a car driving, you can listen to this later. Make sure you save it. it Five stars. We love you. Yes. All of that. All right. So this is the order that works for me. Again, it could work for you in other ways and Mm. and for you too. So the first thing that I do um, is practice gratitude. Um, And then that naturally lets me go into uh, practicing meditation. Mm. As I'm meditating, I also begin to visualize. And I visualize exactly manifest and you visualize things that you want to accomplish uh during your gratitude portion you practice you practice gratitude for things that you're grateful for but even embracing things that have been challenging for you so those dark moments saying thank you for that too mm. uh someone yeah. that you have um gotten a fight with or someone a next boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend that you have had trauma with practice gratitude for that and it helps you naturally go into forgiveness as well which is very important because you're you're forgiving for not them you're forgiving for you to let go of that dark energy to open up more space for good energy and more light because again you're the great so meditation gratitude visualize the next thing that i do is journal there's something human um and and sensory about your hands writing down something verbally saying it using all your sensories and then feeling it with the touch of your hands um, and then seeing it visually happen in front of you it's like you're already putting it into the universe does that make sense 100 percent, i do so that goes into journaling uh the next one is probably my hardest one but i'm very proud today is day 22 out of the 30 yeah almost there um actually i think it's more i think it's i think it's 24 yeah, I have like six more days. Okay. Less than a week. So 24, yeah. Yeah. Um, cold plower, a cold, cold shower. shower plunge. I was trying to yep. merge plunge and shower. All right. So let me brief you on this. It doesn't mean that you are going to necessarily take a cold shower right away. It can if you're brave for that. But that's the hardest one that's been for me because it's been so cold in LA and the weather's just been like freaking you know, I did freezing. this during quarantine. So in the morning, the, the that's the worst thing that you want to do is take a cold shower, especially if you're sick or whatever. But um, so if it's hard for you, the, what you want to do is like ease into it. Maybe start with a lukewarm, but then at least two minutes of cold, pure water, head to toe. Just mm-hmm. sit there. And so that's where, that's where I started. I'm at the point now where I just go cold. Me too. I was just going to say that during quarantine, my anxiety was so bad. I was like just taking cold showers and it was normal to me. It shocks your system. It completely restart, recharges every single, like everything in your body. And you can't can't think of anything but how cold the water is. And not only is it good for your hair, skin, nails, heart, blood circulation, but mentally like facing that fear, that little voice, that voice still tells me, don't do it. Do you know what you do? Do you know what got me through it? What gets me through it? What? I'm, I say it's all in my mind. I'm right. powerful. It it's, it's all mental. I Absolutely. tell myself it's all mental. It's fine. And if you sit there and you tell yourself that, you, I swear you won't even feel the cold. And then you what won't. happens naturally, you take that practice into other parts of your life every day. Relationships, <sighs> yes. career, yes. finances, yes. Like other things that are Carrying the groceries up from the car when there's too many. I got exactly. it. I do it. The gym, <laughs> fitness. Oh, so then that goes into fitness. Yeah. Exercising every day, yes. eating healthy every day. Um, no stimulants. Whatever that so means no for coffee, you. No. no coffee, no sugar, no uh, alcohol, um, no porn, no whatever stimulant means make to sure, you. Make sure you had to make sure to say Yeah, that. all of those things. Um, again, I, it's going to be different for each person. So, 
And then what's my last thing? Um, practicing kind acts for others, for strangers. Okay. Just one little kind act a day for a random stranger, yeah. whatever it may be. Helping a homeless person, giving them food, uh, giving a smile to someone random, whatever that means for you. Just practicing one small kind act to a stranger. Totally. Uh, yeah. All those things are, I'm checking off every day. And Honestly, a lot of that stuff I was already doing. Right. Uh, it's just kind of holding me accountable and sure. making a 30-day habit. So I practice more good habits and then break out of bad habits. For sure. I yeah. love that. I love that. I hope you guys all got that down. If not, again, you can come back to it. So before we take off, yeah. I want to. are we going to get to see the sneak peek? Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to show okay. you a little bit. I can't, okay. okay. I can't what, show you guys too much, but I'll show you a little bit. Whatever you're willing bit. to show, we are here for it. Okay. So I only have a digital version right now because- And this um, is fresh off the market. It is. I literally just updated the latest version today. Okay. Uh, so we're at the point where the book is done. It's completed. The visuals, all of it is done. Now we're pitching it. So we're looking to getting an agent. We're looking into getting publication. And what I, I'm learning all of this as a first time author is yeah. that you have to package it up as a proposal. And so I'm going to have my my reel, which is like a trailer for those of you that don't know what, what it like a sizzle a is. Promotion. Exactly. And so that is going to be five minutes with um, the arts, the narrative, and just giving you a little sneak peek and insight of what you're going to experience as a reader. Um, but I do have some visuals that I can show you. And Please. it's called um, the book of the book. We can do it the to, book the, is called to the camera right here. This camera or well, this, this camera yeah. right here. All right. So the book is called Love is Art, Art is Love. And why I chose that title is because for me, I can't have one, one without the other. And those two have literally saved my life. In Spanish, because everything in Spanish sounds more dramatic, it's Amor es Arte, Arte es Amor. So this is the cover of the book. And again, it resembles... Um, the Mexican bingo game called, which is similar to tarot, car, uh, tarot cards, Loteria. So I basically chose 10 cards. Uh, these are the first nine, and they're the covers of each chapter. And then the back of the book is going to have chapter 10, which is my biggest fear, and that's La Muerte, which is death. And yeah, so stay tuned because I will be having this um, published and I'll be uh, sharing the date with Mandy and your Please, podcast. Yes. And maybe I can come back and talk about the experience. For sure. Based off that, there's going to be an event, a premiere party. There's going to be art installation. There's going to be uh, an exhibit. I mean, it's just going to be a huge that I can't wait to have you. Um, be a part I'm of here for well. it. You know, I'm always here to Thank support you. you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, could you tell everybody where to find you? And could you spell out, obviously, your social media handles yeah, for our absolutely. listeners? So my name is Andrew Velasquez, uh, A-N-D-R-E-W-V-E-L-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z underscore on all social media handles. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And then for the book, it is uh, Amor es Arte uh, underscore Arte es Amor. So A-R-T-E-E-S-A-M-O-R underscore A-R-T-E-E-S-A-M-O-R. And that you can find on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, those are the only two handles at the moment. And the website is coming soon. So Beautiful. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'm, I'm so proud, proud of you. you. I'm proud of us. And yeah, just we did this. And become, girl, like, yes. show, reality TV, doing our freelance, and then now Supporting each other. Uh, yeah, exactly. Living all out along our dreams. the way. And also, yeah. Andrew is my hairstylist. Yes. So, a uh, shout out to the to the inches, honey. Her. She's looking yes. gorgeous. Long and healthy. And you already know, my name is Amanda Terry. I am your host. I go by makeup Mandy, and that is with an 
an I. And you can find me on all platforms, makeup underscore Mandy. Again, that's with an I. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please yes. give us five stars or whatever you feel like your heart um, five wants, stars. wants to give us for, uh, for uh, the podcast. And you can also follow the podcast, Makeup Your Mind. You are, so makeup, you are, your mind, underscore podcast. That is on Instagram and YouTube is makeup your mind podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I absolutely love you and I can't wait till next time. Bye.